0: Preach in Jesus' name this morning, it truly is good to be gathered together, Enjoyed the Sunday school hour. I'm glad that we have God's truth, His Word, and that we can rely on that for our guidance and direction. Can someone tell me what today is? Someone of the younger... Sunday. Sunday. Yes, it is Sunday. Grandparents' Day. Day. I was contemplating on what to share this morning, and I happened to look at my calendar, and I saw that it was Grandparents' Day. I thought, we take opportunity to do Mother's Day and Father's Day, and I think it's very appropriate to do grandparents day as well. So today is a day to remember grandparents. I had the privilege of enjoying both sets of my grandparents for 31 years. Some of you may not have had that many years. I also had the privilege of enjoying a great grandma. I'm not sure when she passed away, but I'm going to guess it was about 18 Give or take years. I still have one grandparent left. The others have gone on to their reward. Growing up I always enjoyed being around my grandparents. They would come and visit us, it was a highlight. We'd go see them, it was a highlight. And I could spend all morning telling you (coughs) stories of the things that I enjoyed. About the experiences that we had. But most of all, I appreciated the embracing of biblical truth that they stood for. And I cannot underestimate the value that that has had on our generation thinking it this way gives me the desire to continue to be faithful in my generation. My perspective of older people is they have it all figured out. They have it all together. They're cool, they're calm, they're collect. everything's cruising. Is that true? Got some heads shaking, no? I understand that's not true. Older people have a way of showing confidence and courage when going through difficult times. Yet they still have question. They also look through a... They they look and view things differently. They look through a different set of glasses than what I have. And that is because they have had more experience. They got more miles under their belt than what I have. The majority of everyone here this morning sometime will likely be a grandparent. I know there are some exceptions, but the majority. Also, there may be some here this morning that don't have very pleasant memories of their grandparents. And this is sad. But it doesn't have to stop there. Just because you had a bad experience doesn't mean that you cannot change. By God's help, you can break what I'm going to call generational sins. Purpose in your heart that you will be the best grandparent, and make a positive difference. Life moves on, generations continue. What kind of an impact are you going to make on your generation? I like to go to the Bible, and we have a very familiar account. Someone who had an impact on his generation. Someone that the impact was so great that it was to the saving of the human race. Turn to Genesis chapter 5, verses 21. Matthew er Matthew Genesis five twenty one And Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Methuselah and Enoch walked with God and he begat Methuselah three hundred years and begat sons and daughters and all the days of Enoch were three hundred and sixty and five years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. And Methuselah lived a hundred and eighty and seven years and begat Lamech. And Methuselah lived after he begat Lamech seven hundred and eighty and two years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Methuselah were nine hundred and sixty and nine years, and he died. And Lamech lived a hundred and eighty and two years and begat a son. And he called his name Noah, saying, This same shall comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord hath cursed. And Lamech lived after he begat Noah five hundred and ninety and five years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Lamech were seven hundred and seventy and seven years, and he died. And Noah was five hundred years old, and Noah begat Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Here is an account of a man who was faithful in his generation. Enoch was his name. And that would have been Noah's great grandfather. As a little boy, I often liked this story and often thought, wouldn't that be something to walk with God in a way that you wouldn't have to experience death? That's what it says here. Enoch walked with God. And was translated into God's kingdom. Enoch was the father of Methuselah. Methuselah was the father of Lamech. Lamech was the father of Noah. Did Enoch ever fail? It was a question I asked myself. I think he was human. I think his walk with the Lord was such that if he did fail, it was made right. but he walked close with God. God was near to him. God was God was um, someone that he put his confidence into, and it was not just a, a casual friend or buddy. Type of relationship, but it was one of the uh, proper respect and fear of God being the God who he was, also thinking of Enoch walking with with God and his close walk with God, go a little bit farther into Genesis chapter six, verse eight and nine, looking at Noah now, Noah and his generation. It says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. So Enoch walked with God. And Noah walked with God. I want to ask you, grandparents. Do you think your faith will affect future generations? You better believe it will. Walk with God just like Enoch and Noah did, and you're living. Lo- and you're living your life after godliness. Look, turn to Hebrews chapter eleven. I'm glad that we have Hebrews 11 in here because it sheds light on to these men that lived after God. Hebrews 11 verse 5 By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation, he had, he had this testimony, that he pleased God. I have a few points on Noah and some of his strong points. So point number one I have is Noah was a righteous man in a total corrupt age. The world around him was falling apart, evil was abounding, sin was prevalent, yet Noah was righteous. In Ezekiel, we were in our Sunday school lesson this morning looking at Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 14 gives an account, another testimony, of Noah. Ezekiel 14 verse 13. Son of man, when the land sinneth against me by trans, me by trespassing grievously, then will I stretch out my hand upon it, and I will break the staff of the bread thereof, and will send famine upon it, and will cut off the man and the beast from it. Though these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it, they should be delivered, but their own souls by righteousness, saith the Lord God. It refers to these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, as being faithful in following God. Was it easy for Noah to be righteous? Going back to Genesis chapter 6. Verses 5 through 7. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thought of his his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. And it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created. From the face of the earth, both man and beast, and creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. Man was evil to the point where his imagination was evil all the way down to the core of his heart. Then I asked the question, does this sound familiar? God calls us to be righteous. Second Corinthians chapter six Don't have to turn there. Two verses second Corinthians chapter six verse sixteen through eighteen. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For he for ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk with them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. God wants you and me to be his sons and daughters. We need to separate ourselves from those things that are unclean and take a stand for the truth. Then we can be part of God's family. What do grandchildren, thinking of grandparents, what do grandchildren see in you? What do they look at you? How do they see you? What kind of example are you setting for them? The point number two that I have in regards to Noah, so in Genesis chapter 6 verses 14 through 16, Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make of it: the length, the length of the ark shall be three hundred cubits, and the breadth of it fifty cubits, and the height of it thirty cubits. A window shalt thou make in the ark, and in the cubic shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the. The door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. Noah followed God's instructions precisely, exactly. I think there was probably no flaw. What would have happened if Noah would have built the ark his way? Or the way that he wanted to, the way that he thought it should be built? The outcome would have been different. But no, he followed God's instructions exactly to how God wanted him to build the ark. Genesis 6, verse 22. Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him. So did he. Take from that verse that there was no exception. There was no question. No doubt in Noah's mind that this is how it needed to be. You know, Noah probably at this point probably had never seen rain. Would he have ever seen a boat? I'm thankful for Noah and his faithfulness. We need to follow... God's instructions exactly as well. If we don't follow God's instructions exactly, we will have a different turn of events as well. Genesis chapter 11 verse 10. These are the generation of Shem. Shem was a hundred years old and begat Arfax Ed, two years after the flood. So who was Arphexed? I don't even know if I'm saying that right. But he was Noah's grandson. So as I was thinking of Noah's grandson, do you think there was the opportunity that he had to sit under Noah and Noah could tell him story after story? This was two years after the flood, so he didn't know anything other than what he was already in. But think of Noah telling stories of before the flood, and and how God delivered him in this big boat, and all the animals being there. I mean, we love grandparents for the stories they tell. So that's what grandparents are good for. And they're good for a lot more than that. But they uh, they tell good stories, and uh, I can only imagine that this artifact said. Somebody say it better than me. Nobody wants to venture a guess. That you know, I could see him begging Noah, "Tell us more. Tell us. Tell us how it was." But then I find it interesting that probably underlying all of that storytelling, I would have a feeling that Noah brought in God and how he was faithful in delivering them, and that faith was passed on through into that generation. And then if we continue, we're not going to take the time to read it, but if you look through the rest of those verses, all the way down through verse 27, that this said, um was a great-great-great-great-great-great-sixth-great-grandfather to Abram. So if that faith that Noah passed to his grandson and his grandson, then if they were faithful all the way down through it came to Abram. Because, obviously, Abram embraced that faith as well. Because when God told Abraham to leave his land, his family, his kindred, and to go, and he did not know where he went, he had that same faith that Noah had Turning back to Hebrews 11, verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. Do we ever get called to go out, not knowing where we go? Yet we have to rely on God's strength, God's promises, that he will be faithful. Not only that, but then Hebrews 11, verse 17, By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and that he received the promise, offered up his only begotten son. You know, it was not logical. It was not human logic at all uh, for Abraham to do this. But by faith, he followed through and did what God asked him to do. Also, Sarah was a granddaughter of this godly line of people as well. Hebrews 11.11 Through faith also Sarah... Herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promise. Sarah found the promise in God as well. There is important, there is importance on passing on our faith. Obeying God will leave an impression on our children on our grandchildren, way more powerful than we can even imagine. Point number three, Noah totally submitted his life to God. Noah built the ark, Noah got in the ark, and Noah put his trust in God. Hebrews 11, verse 7, By faith Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, Moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heirs of righteousness which is by faith. There in that verse it talks about Noah being warned of things not yet seen. Yet he still moved ahead with it. He was committed. Do your grandchildren see you acting like a Noah? Do they see you walking in faith with God? Are you influencing your grandchildren in such a way that they become a joy to their parents and other people? Are you influencing them to be faithful, obedient, respectful? Responsible and fun to be with. Don't let our busy life keep us from spending time with our extended family more regularly. Time is scarce. Time moves on. But grandparents can teach us a lot of things. Grandparents can teach us valuable skills whether it's quilting, whipping up a meal, fixing a bicycle, or milking the cows, grandparents may possess skills that we or I don't have. So hanging out with grandparents gives us a window of opportunity to pick up on some of those valuable skills that they have. Grandparents provide comfort and support. Grandparents tend to love unconditionally, it's simply in their nature to do that. With decades of more experience under their belt, they can offer a lot better advice than what sometimes us as parents can offer. grandparents help us learn more about our parents believe it or not grandparents can shed some light on us as parents and that can come by the way of stories how we used to be children children tend to view the parents as an authority structure, authority figure and sometimes stories can be uh, good because it shows the child that we used to be children too. And they can maybe shed a different light on that. Grandparents have a different, a, a whole different view or glimpse into a world that we have never seen before or that we even lived in. naturally our grandparents have lots of wealth of knowledge and they can share about periods of history that we have never been through that we have ever experienced and that makes it very unique but most importantly we can bring happiness to our grandparents as grandchildren it's our duty appreciate those that are seniors in our family. The time we have on earth is short, but the time we have with our grandparents is even shorter. Make the most out of every interaction that you have with them and realize that before it's too late. Sometimes we make jokes about getting older, being grandparents. But on a serious note, it's, it's a very important part of our life. It's an important part to play in future generations. The greatest thing we have to give is our life. We need to be people who are safe to come home to, no matter what our children, our grandchildren have done each of us will leave a legacy. The life we choose to live will have an impact on those who, become, who come behind us and that's far greater than what we can ever imagine. So we need to show our grandchildren how to live a godly life. Show them love, how to forgive, how to give, So that we like to say, so I'd like to say thank you, grandparents, for the impact that you've had on my life. I came across a short quote from the governor of West Virginia. And this is in regards to grandparents' day. And this was written, I think, two years ago. As governor, I have had the amazing opportunity to experience many treasures of the Mountain State. From our friends and neighbors who welcome visitors with true West Virginia hospitality to our beautiful landscape views, we are blessed to live in a place that truly is almost heaven. I love to share the place I call home with family. Our families are the roots of our past, present, and future, and they provide us with stories to tell and lasting memories that are past from generation to generation. This weekend, we come together to celebrate our family's greatest treasure, our grandparents, who are part of a generation of West Virginians who have seen more, done more, and experienced more than any of us. In 1973, Grandparents' Day was founded by a West Virginian native, Marion Lucille McQuaid, of Fayette County. With the help of her husband, Joseph, she petitioned the Congress and our nation's governor to set aside a day to honor and recognize grandparents across the country. Five years later, President Jimmy Carter signed legislation declaring Grandparents Day as a national holiday. Looking back, I'm amazed at the McWade family history. With 15 children, 43 grandchildren, and 10 great-grandchildren, and one great-great-grandchild, their family served as a remarkable reminder of the importance of recognizing family who have made such an impact on our lives. Many of today's grandparents play both supporting and leading roles which is why each year with them in another year is to be cherished. For many of us they are the eyes that see us for who we truly are and what we can become. They are the first ones that are there to offer us a guiding hand if we stumble or stray off life's path. They listen to every word we share and offer their best advice. Based on the lifetime of practice and understanding, our grandparents share in our past, enjoy our present, and provide us with wisdom for our future. Most of all, grandparents offer a source of unfailing love and countless memories that we will cherish for years to come. As for me, I have many fond memories of grandparents, and I'm grateful for this lasting impression they have had on my life. Their life lessons have never in in short supply as they taught me the value of a dollar, how to can vegetables to last through a long winter, and the most importantly, the important of showing respect and love to all." End of quote. Grandparents play a big part in our society, in our families and I appreciate that and I think they truly do deserve respect for that. I was thinking of uh, there was a story uh, understood the the Inuit Indians when the elderly got old they would take them out let them to die in the snow and so I researched that a little more cuz that's kind of what came back to my mind and was thinking you know how how terrible that is that you know a certain group of people would do that. Well, come to find out that that probably isn't really true, but there was incidents where that did happen where they couldn't care and so they would take those that were older that were basically not contributing to what they would call being a good hunter and would put them on an ice floe, and they would see them no more. But generally, in most of our uh, circles, grandparents are still appreciated, and I think it is important to, to give them the appreciation that they need. Let's kneel for prayer. Lord, we come to you this morning to thank you for being a loving and gracious God. And Lord, thank you for the example we have in your word of the faithfulness of men that chose you and followed you and, and were faithful through. Lord, this morning we thank you for our grandparents. Thank you for the faithfulness and teaching and, and admonishing. And Lord, I just pray that you would bless them today in a special way. Lord, I just pray that you would help each one of us as we commit ourselves to you, that we would be faithful. And those that are coming after us would see you living in us, in our lives, and that they would, too, want to embrace you as their Heavenly Father, Lord. Just go with us, guide and direct us through this day. Ask your blessing on each one for being here this morning. Pray for those who are not here. suit a blessing to their needs as well. Guide and direct us. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.